check, check. Yep, yep. That's my version of Adam. In giving away the controls, you got we it. We are here at the, let's call it the inaugural version of uh, Control Issues. The Zora Adam, Zora only, whatever permutations of um, my portion of the Inside the Mind's Eye podcast. I'm very glad to be here with my dear friend, Crystal A. Crystal A's back. Hi, um, back in the house in my lovely apartment, um, where we are also joined by my two foster babies. I have a cat and a dog that I'm so blessed to have. Um, so I'm grateful to have you on. We don't really need to do a ch- ch- roll call or whatever that was again. Um, <laughs> but Shibuya roll call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We call that. My name is Zora. They call me Panzora. Um, for all of my lovely playlists, but anywho. So last time you were here, we talked about, you know, sex inventory, dating and recovery, and I thought we could talk about those a bit, but what I kind of want to hear, because it's just the two of us, right? Adam's not here, cat's away, the mouse will play, um, which is a little weird. I kind of miss his tall, bumbling presence. And I miss it in the sense that I could just hide over here in the corner and not (laughs) speak while you guys go at it. And now I'm front and center and having to contribute a lot more than I thought I would. Yay vulnerability. (laughs) Brene Brown would be so proud. Um, But, you know, I thought it might be cool to talk a little bit with us, just being the two of us, talk about being women in recovery, right? Yeah. We're so incredibly outnumbered by the men especially in certain fellowships, right? If, you, if you're part of Heroin Anonymous, it's like five to one dudes, chicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and depending know, on the meeting that you go to, too. Like, yeah. Um, you could go to the same meeting every week, but certain days it's all dudes or yeah. it's all women. And it's like completely different... Um, like an ambiance or, or the vibe, right? The vibe, the vibe is yes. so different. Yeah. So when I came in um, to the rooms in April 2017, because I've been sober about, oh, I, I, yeah, I guess in uh, as of tomorrow, it will be officially two and a half years. Um, April 16, 2017 is my sobriety date. But coming in, I hated other women. I tend to be, I like to think I'm a very pretty woman, but... I lean more towards the dudes, not only just because of things that I like, right? I I love to smoke cigars. I love football, um, especially NFL and fantasy football. But I didn't want to get close to any of the women because women had always screwed me over in the past. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was kind of hard to dive into this program, right? Now, all of a sudden, I've got to, you know, be sober. What the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. Go to 90 meetings in 90 days talk to my sponsor every day, write inventory, pray every day, blah, 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 blah. And then on top of that, my sponsor was like, you need to get numbers from women every meeting you're at. My first sponsor, I had to call a different woman every day. And that was the most terrifying thing in the entire world to do. Yeah. Because like you, I I don't, like women and me, mm-hmm. growing up, I was a cheerleader. Oh, But okay. I like to say that I was the cheerleader that didn't fit in with the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Because they'd all go hang out and do their thing after school, and I would just go home and not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, I never felt like I fit in with women. Right. And coming into this program, it's really shown me that actually women are the, like, the glue that I needed in my life. 
They're the best part. It's what I live for. Every week we, I have a women's meeting here at my house and that's my favorite day. Like, well, Sunday is my favorite day of the week, but I love that meeting because I feel so connected to those women. And that's not what it was like at the beginning of mm-hmm. sobriety. The first six months, I really only had one friend. Um, and I would like to tell you that I stayed away from the dudes, but that's not wholly accurate. I had a, a guy friend who I was pretty close with. Um, and then one of my friends I'm still fairly close with, but unfortunately, you know, a lot of people have come and go since as the longer I stay sober. Um, but the first six months I didn't really have anyone. And so I kind of was like, well, I'm alone. It's easier to talk to the dudes because the dudes wanted one thing. Mm -hmm. And you could always tell. You can always tell. And I like the attention, right? So I'm, you know, texting and Snapchatting, um, Snatch chat, as my dad calls it, or maybe it's not my dad. Maybe it's my grandma. I don't even remember. Your grandma. Yeah, my family is not a big Snapchat or not big Snapchat fans. Um, but along the way, at six months sober, I met my best friend, and we have the cutest little meet cute story. Um, but I'm so grateful for that experience because it opened my eyes to trusting other women, mm-hmm. and it is my firm belief that. We can only do this with other women and to stay connected because for the most part, other women are not trying to get in your pants. They're not trying to manipulate you, All yada, yada, yada. Um, they genuinely want you to succeed right. and care about you. And I, I find that when I really need to share, when I really need to get off my chest things mm-hmm. that are going on in my, my mind and um, in my life, that women are the people that I turn to and women's meetings especially is where I feel most comfortable and most open to being vulnerable and really telling it like it is and not feeling judged or shamed for my insecurities, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's definitely at the beginning, it wasn't easy to open up to the other women, you know, the, I always thought that they were judging me in some way, which was not the case, right? Mm -hmm. You tell yourself so many things like, oh, someone's going to judge me for me showing up to a meeting in this way, or someone's going to judge me for how long I'm taking on my steps, or someone's going to judge me for what car I drive. All these things that I told myself in my head that were bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was really worried about women, what women would think. And so in women's meetings, for the most part, at the very beginning, I was very quiet and I mostly just listened. And then I realized that like, wow, all these other women are just going through the same experience that I'm going through and they can understand maybe better than a guy. We're just wired differently, right? Um, You're going to understand why I cried over the Publix commercial where this mom, like, so I lost my mom 10 years ago. And it was November, you know, I was about seven months sober and I'm sharing in a meeting about how this mom, you know, has her son home and she saves a slice of pie for him in this public commercial. And I just bawl at it every time because I miss my mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking about that. All these women came up and talked to me afterward and understood. And that wouldn't necessarily happen in a co-ed meeting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely feel that I, you get a sense of relief and a sense of camaraderie when another woman comes up to you after you shared and says, Hey, that touched me. Mm -hmm. I felt that I know exactly what you're going through and a uh, uh, a post, um, 
other than one guy that does that to me and will intentionally be like, hey, that was a good share, or sends me a random text of a mic drop clapping <laughs> sign, it's only women that do that and right. really show their appreciation for you being open and honest and vulnerable with your situation. Well, and what I've noticed from, you know, watching you through the past, you know, I guess couple of months that we've been hanging out, um, but you've been sober for what, four? Are you at five? Five, five months. Woo, woo. woo. Um, time, is, time is creeping. Time is creeping. This year is flying by. Holy cow. Yeah. I can't believe I've celebrated a year in my current job, um, which my big girl job is pretty awesome. But um, so what would you say were, are the, like some of the hardest struggles of being a woman in recovery? Put aside just getting sober. That's hard as fuck. But like, is there anything that stands out to you? Has to be with, do with being a woman, but just learning how to be open and Mm. vulnerable with other people. I've spent my entire life not trusting, not sharing, keeping everything that I thought that you could use against me from you that this whole program is about opening yourself up and realizing that we're not alone in what we're going through, that everybody feels these same feelings. Everybody goes through these ups and downs and some days you just, you don't have a good day and you don't know why you're not having a good day, but there are people that can relate to that. Oh yeah. And that is the hardest thing I've found is honestly just sharing where I'm at Mm -hmm. because it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of not thinking that someone's going to judge you. Yeah. Because you're not either getting it, you're not there where you think you should be, you, you're you not in a, a state emotionally that is butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> I no more pink hard. cloud, right? Right? Um, I forget sometimes like it being slightly farther removed not that much um as I'm still as Katie Parker would say in my kindergarten years of sobriety but um I forget what it was like coming in and not being vulnerable and being nervous and mm-hmm. not wanting to share not not wanting to read right don't hand me a reading oh, right. don't ask me to give out chips that's a whole nother issue with the touching I thing I still have not given out chips <laughs> that, that now I, I love it I I love the sayings that everybody does but I'm yeah. like I'm gonna get up there and I'm gonna have stage fright and I'm not gonna know what to say and I'm just gonna be like Here's a white one. Who wants one? <laughs> right? <laughs> Yellow. Wait, I just did it. I've seen people go out of order, right? Yes. Um, but now I don't have that issue, right? Like, I'm, I'm loud. I'm in your face. I, mm-hmm. you know, if I got something to share, I'm going to share it. Um, so I forget about that, but it really is the most important part of this program to be open-minded, willing, and honest, right? Mm-hmm. And they're learned behaviors that we learn through this program, through therapy, through whatever walk you're going through. Um, And I wish I could say that that happened overnight for me. A lot of the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness for me came first with my sponsor, right? Mm -hmm. And with my close, you know, very small number of women that I had in my phone. I had a lot of numbers, but I was only talking to a select few. Yes. but with that being said, it's hard sometimes to find that fine line of when the dudes come in the mix, right? Yeah. Like, 
I found a point where I'm like, all right, I'm being open, I'm being willing, I'm being honest, I'm being vulnerable. And then, you know, the cute guy two rows over starts texting me, right? And it's hard sometimes to realize are the intentions that this person wants to be friends with me because I have guy friends in mm-hmm. recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but that can be warped at times, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's an experience I'm going through right now. I have a very close friend who there were, the lines were blurred on one side and I didn't feel the same way, blah, blah, blah. And it's hard to know, well, am I leading someone on, right? Yeah. And, and it was never my intention and the whole thing has turned into this dramatic blow up and it really, really upsets me because I feel like I lost a friend. Um, I had to do that recently. Um, it was pointed out to me that me talking to this guy made it seem like I liked him Mm. and like inviting him over to help me unpack. Like to me, it was just help me unpack. But knowing that he liked me, Mm -hmm. it was the intention of where this could lead. And someone, I was like, well, they'll just figure it out that I don't like them or that I'm not (laughs) interested in that way. Won't they? And Someone was like, no, like, (laughs) what are you doing? You don't invite someone over to your house that likes you with the intention of just unpacking. And I was like, in my mind, you do. And so it got me thinking that, okay, maybe I should put my adult panties on and just be straightforward and be like, hey, just so you know, this is a friendship. I don't see it going any further. And... Do we text or talk to this day? Not really. But it was letting that person know and not letting them feel like they had a chance when, in my mind, it was never going that way. Checking your motives and intentions, right? Like, I think that's something that, you know, I struggled with before the program and still at times struggle with, like, where, how am I being intentional with this, Mm -hmm. right? And probably if someone's normal and is listening to this, they're like, yeah, it's easy to just like have that conversation with someone or that conversation probably doesn't even need to be had. Right. Cause they're not putting themselves in a situation like that. Um, but I've found that I have to be, and through some serious trial and error, especially recently, be more intentional with like, here's what this is. Stick maybe for me right now to the women, um, based on some experiences that have happened, but boundaries, lines, boundaries, right? Like, Hey, let's be friends. And also recognizing some of my, I, I like to think I know a lot about people and how they interact, but I've had some naivete recently where I just wanted the connection as a friend with someone and allowed it. I, I just, I put on the blinders, right? Like you okay, didn't see their, yeah. they're growing fonder of you. Right. You're just sharing vulnerably. Yeah. And and I'm awesome. I get it. I mean, like, (laughs) I'm so humble too. humility. I think that's a principle. Yes. Um, but it's hard, right? Cause I, like when I first, when I dated my ex in sobriety, we like, he sat down next to me at a meeting and then he added me on Facebook and then we just started like talking. Right. Mm -hmm. And now recently it's been a little bit harder to navigate the like, I almost have my guard up. Like I just want to be friends with all these people, but Mm -hmm. part of me does want to date, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. 
I am talking to someone. I think it's going pretty well. I don't know. Maybe he'll listen to this and say, oh, <laughs> and you're like, nah, I'm good. Right? <laughs> you see how crazy we actually are in our brains? Right. And then you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm having to, so I am talking to someone as well, um, but I'm having to put myself in a position of learning how to be more vulnerable with men. Mm-hmm. I have in the past been used, abused, like just, I have trust issues. And so I've been closed off a lot of my, in a lot of my relationships, even when I thought that I was being open, I really wasn't. And it's only recently that, and through the program, honestly, that I've come to realize that in order to gain what I want out of a relationship and gain a true partner, I need to be open, honest, willing, and vulnerable to how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about. Like, so this person, I, I was freaking out about getting my cats back. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I, I didn't want to go get them because it felt like I might revert back to old behaviors. I might isolate. Mm -hmm. Just, I felt very overwhelmed. And they were like, well, change is scary. And so it's normal to feel these things. But it's a choice whether you isolate. It's a Mm. choice whether you feel overwhelmed. And it's so nice to have someone that you can talk to about those things. Right. And you're not in your brain feeling like you're alone. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, I mean, there's also the nice parts like text you good morning, text you good night, right? <laughs> like, good night, sweetness. I die every time, right? <laughs> like, seriously, you know. Sweetness, um, that's cute. It's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love it so much. Um, and... I just, I'm struggling right now to figure out, like, what is, what is it that I want in my future partner? And also, really not, screw that, actually, how do I want to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I just finished my fifth step. You had done your sex inventory. You know, that's kind of what we talked about last time. I did mine, obviously, and um, I finished my fifth step where I shared my resentments, fears, and sex inventory with my sponsor. And I'm doing this process called Big Book Awakening, and theater of the lie for resentments. It was a lot, right? We spent six hours going over this stuff. Um, And at the end, you do your sex ideal. And I had this misconception from previous experiences where you were writing like your ideal of the other person, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not what this had you do at all. It had you write your ideal of how you want to show up in relationships. Mm. I think it's cool to look at it as not just romantic, but platonic relationships. And it shifted my perspective to not be looking at like, well, what is Chad? That's not his name, but you know, we'll use an example. So what is, how is Chad showing up? Does, does, Does he love God? Does he love football? Does he love blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe I should shift and say like, am I... What was one of the, I, I don't want to be controlling. I want to be accepting. I don't want to be, um, I want to be more patient. Um, I want to not lose myself in a relationship because mm-hmm. that happens, right? Codependency is crazy. Um, 
I feel like I lost myself a lot in my first relationship in sobriety. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so scared of them leaving me. Sure, it's not important to me to go hang out with my friends when it is. That's my that's my biggest thing um, pattern that I found in my relationships is not using my voice, mm-hmm. not speaking up when I have issues, just going along, going with the flow because I don't want you to leave me. I don't want you to see that I'm not this perfect girl that you imagine in your brain, and that's not reality. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get a relationship that, com- like, fulfills me mm-hmm. if I'm not going to tell the other person what it is that will fulfill me. Yeah. I heard in this uh, tradition study that I went through where it's like you're, you have this expectation in your mind and then you just expect everyone else to read your mind. Yes. You know, like, I have this expectation that... You're just going to realize that it's important to me to watch football on Sunday, right? This is a very face value example, but for me it is, right? Sunday is my favorite day of the week. My intention every Sunday is to sit and watch games from 1 o'clock all the way till the 8 o'clock games, and I watch I've them. I've seen it happen. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, it's very intense, right? Well, you know, in previous relationships, I... That was still really important to me, but I did not voice how important that was to me. And not to say you can't have an occasional apple picking Sunday, um, but that's just not who you are. Yeah, and true to yourself. And hopefully, knock on wood, is that I find a person who that's also important to, mm-hmm. to them, right? And someone who also enjoys books, right? Like yeah. I love to read. Um, so. Yeah. In my last, I I don't really call it a relationship. It was only a few months, but I guess you can say it was a relationship. And he had never met my dog. Ever. How and long were you with this person? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> long enough that he should have met my dog. Okay, fair enough. But anyway, he he came over a few months ago and... Doesn't like my dog. First of all, my dog's a golden retriever. Uh, second who, up, who doesn't, who doesn't like doesn't a dog? Love a golden retriever. <laughs> he thought dogs are outside animals. Um, he's too big. That's I'm just what she like. Said. <laughs> I'm. I've realized that you you have to love my dog probably more than you love me if you're going to be with me. Because well, that's my baby. Are you sure he's not a serial killer? Because you have to love Possibly. animals. I mean, just in general, there's something a little off with people. I, I get... I will say... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dying it, it here. blindsided then. me. Because I just... I, I assume people like animals. Yeah, most normal, like, non-serial killer human beings do. I get it sometimes when people don't like cats, although I love cats. Um, but how can you not like a dog? That's an all-American dog right I there. Know. And he is 100 pounds. He's a big boy, but he's a golden retriever. Yeah, but I got a little guy. I have the tater tot. I know, he's so adorable. For those of you who are not can't be here and see this, my foster dog that I have has little short legs, and he's he does look like a tater tot. If you follow me on Instagram, z.johnson04, you can check out the cutie. He looks um, similar to a corgi, but like more dachshund-y. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, like I don't think this is a case where size matters. Um <laughs> But, you know, like, so you have that experience, right? Is that something you... It shaped my future relationships. Like, 
there is not a person that I date that will not meet my dog. And I will have to know, you love my dog. <laughs> well, damn right. Just That's also a good serial killer check. So this guy that I'm talking to um, on our first date, he came over to my apartment to pick me up. And we went to get ramen. Um, and like I said, I have a foster dog. He's not mine. There were some hiccups in the very beginning um, where he was just anxious, right? He came from living out in the country. Now I live in an apartment closer to the city. So a lot of big changes, sounds, smells, yada, yada. New mom, right? Like, um, and so he has some anxiety and not super big fan of dudes, right? Like you've seen it come, if there's guys over here, he's a little bit more hesitant. Um, But this guy that I'm talking to, he walks in and Apollo got really excited and like played with him on the ground for a Aww. second. And I was like, I guess I can definitely get in a vehicle with this guy now. Right? <laughs> the <laughs> dog approves. The dog approves. And Apollo, the judgmental AF dog, yes. right? Um, and he is like, Apollo knows what's up. Um, it's, now that's a funny thing too, right? Like, so I see this experience of like the dog, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a sign, right? Like this has to work out. <laughs> And knock on wood, it's going okay. Um, But isn't that crazy how our brains cling to that, like, I have to read the signs, play the games, right? Like, did they text me? Who texted last? Should I send them another meme? I don't know, right? Like, It's not putting yourself with expectations that you will destroy. (laughs) Right? Um, So last time we were together, uh, we talked a lot about, like, Dating in regards to intimacy. Mm-hmm. So your new experience that you're having, mm-hmm. you were on the no man ban. Mm-hmm. I think from what I understand with the intention of becoming intimate with someone before the bouchica wow wow happens, right? But have you, what's your experience been navigating your first relationship, for lack of a better term, not signing you up as boyfriend and girlfriend and labeling it yet, but your first relationship recovery how do you feel like like that's impacted, I don't know, intimacy? What's your take on that? Does that make sense? I'm really focusing on not putting a label on it and mm-hmm. going with the flow because I don't want, again, I don't want expectations. I don't want this relationship or whatever it is to have to move at a certain pace or have other people be involved in it that it's this is between me and another person it has nothing to do with the outside world I don't I don't need the peanut gallery so to speak right oh (laughs) the peanut gallery they'll start naming you guys you're gonna have a hodgepodge something right um I've never understood that but that's a whole nother TED talk of things um nonetheless um it's think hey my dog just showed up if you got to hear the shake um but something that's been interesting for me in navigating relationships and recovery or just like kind of being a woman in recovery if we take away romantic mm-hmm. that like intimacy piece that maybe that's my word of the year right like intimacy and, and vulnerability, vulnerability. God, i love them <laughs> What, if you ever hear me lead discussion in a meeting, I'm probably going to talk about vulnerability, resentments. I had to I had to put myself in a very vulnerable place to show up here today because I'm not the type of person that likes my business out mm-hmm. in the world and I'm a very closed off person. And so to me, 
no. any of you people that are listening exist <laughs> right now. I'm just trying to let go, let God, and what sh- comes out should come out, and hopefully it helps someone or helps me in the process well hands down I think that's how everything goes right like if you touch just one person um you know like I I sit in meetings sometimes and someone says something and it's changed my life at at times Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry Adam but I disagreed with what he said last time where he said that he's never heard something in a meeting that changed um saved that saved him I guess maybe maybe there's some parts that like I've never heard a meeting that or not a meeting heard a share that like saved me, but I have heard some that kept me coming back. And I think that saved me. And I, I sat in a meeting last summer, um, and heard my current sponsor share about struggling with time. Mm -hmm. And I was struggling and I didn't have a ton of time, but I had over a year at that point. And hearing that gave me momentum to continue the process that I was on. And and now she's my sponsor, right? Like that was always in the back of my mind. Like I want that girl to sponsor me, right? Like she gets it, you know, with almost 10 years or eight, nine years that she has um, of sobriety. Um, I think sponsorship is finding someone that you you look up to in a, in a sense. Like you want what they have. You you hear their shares and they, they do. They touch you. They, yeah. they want you to be a better person. Yeah, I'm watching how they show up too, right? You know how much I love the phrase, actions speak louder than words, right? Like, are they just sharing in a meeting Mm -hmm. to be heard? Or are you seeing them talk to the newcomer at the end of the meeting? Are they showing up for service? Whatever, whatever's important to you, like those are two things that are important to me. Yeah. Um, But I think it's a great moment. We're going to take a quick break. Um, I will ingest some nicotine. If you have an issue with my vaping, you can... Send me an email, and I don't care. I'll... What is the email address? Um, right now, we're going to operate on InsideTheMindsEye at gmail.com, um, and then go from there. We're in the works, trying to navigate, setting up control issues. Might be an Instagram coming. I don't know. Mostly pictures of my cat. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's just take a quick break, and we will be right back. some nicotine um pet the dog a little bit very pensively looking out the window now um so kind of when we're on a break we um just touched base on how things are going so far and crystal a brought up an incredible topic that feeds into where we're at with dating and recovery being a woman in recovery of how do you know when you're ready yeah right so for you, how do you feel like you knew that you were ready to drop the no man ban? I love those words. I'm just going to keep using them. <laughs> and feel free to use that. Anyway. <laughs> to trademark Crystal Trademark. <laughs> That's my new term. Um, so last time I was going through um, the grief of my grandmother's passing. Okay. And feeling all those emotions, sadness and pain. And after that, I feel like I, I moved into a place where I was okay. Mm-hmm. I got over this monumental emotional roller coaster, and I came out alive, and I came out stronger, and I came out a better person because of it. And 
not to say that I'm going to jump into something and monogram towels and shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they do that here in the Move South, in. right? <laughs> Immediately. Um, but I feel like I'm I'm in a place where I can start to take the first steps mm-hmm. of being open with another person and being vulnerable and being who showing up as Crystal A and not who I want you to see. The Crystal A chameleon instead, right? Yes. So That's actually, um, so one of my words on my mirror, because my, my therapist makes me write down my um, my true character traits Okay. that I identified and can tell myself. So if someone says that you're this way, I can be like, no, that's not true. I know who I am. That that comment doesn't phase me. Right. It's flexible. And I was like, Ooh. I I'm a chameleon. Like I can be in multiple friends situations and right. and acclimate or show up right as a different person. Mm-hmm. And that's not like that that is a good character trait to have. But in a relationship, you want to show up as your genuine self. Yeah. Like, who you are at the core, who you are when you're alone. And there's a fine line between, am I being flexible to fit into situations um, so I can be comfortable everywhere, or am I putting on masks, right? Like, I totally relate to the whole putting on masks thing, right? Mm Because that was me growing up. Um, I'm... For me, being a chameleon was not a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so like, I'm going to be the band kid at one point. I'm going to be the party girl at another point. I'm going to be the church-going kid, right? Like, do I have a Bible or a bottle in my hand, right? Mm-hmm. And I can be however you want to be. And what it led to for me was a lot of dishonesty. Mm-hmm. And that's not how I want to show up today, especially in a relationship, right? Like, and that's hard sometimes because a lot of the parts, if I'm going to get really vulnerable, um, of who I am are not necessarily the traditionally attractive ones. Like, I'm not so good at twerking, but I'm really good at working, right? Like, I could do stuff in Excel that will blow your socks off. Well, not every guy is like, or lady, whatever. I mean, that is a great character (laughs) trait. I I am like swooning over here for your Excel spreadsheets. You know, and and (laughs) one of my very closest friends, she gets all hot and bothered when I'm like, oh, I made a list and here's how I plan out my day, blah, blah. Um, But for the most part, and based on some experience that I've had, right, is that not everyone is looking for the person who is neurotically makes a shopping list so that it's planned out by the layout of the shopping or of the Publix, right? Thank you, stepmom. She taught me how to do that. Um, But that's who I am, right? And it's been a process through this program, through therapy, through similar affirmations written on my mirror, right? Being like, you are loved. My assets are good, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Maybe it's not everybody's cup of tea, but if I'm not true to who I am, then I start to slip away from from who I am, and then I'm being disingenuous. Yeah. And once that happens, all bets are off on how I'm showing up in general. Oh, yeah. You, you become this fake person. Yeah. And you become who they want to see. Right. Or who you think they want to see. Because they could love you for who you are, but you would never know because you're trying to put on this... 
charade of look over here. Don't look, <laughs> right. at, don't look at this part of me. Look at this one. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll show up and be the super cute girl when I'm like, really, I'm way more comfortable in checks and jeans, right? Exactly. Um, half true. Um, so you say you're ready, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned a fun word that I would like to tie into something else, steps, right? Yes. Do you feel like your readiness did that happen as a part of this process? Like, how, how did you know? Was it a, oh, I finished X, Y, or Z steps? Is it how I'm feeling spiritually? You know, what was your, how did you truly know from a benchmark standpoint? Um, that I'm not detracting my growth in my recovery, and I'm still focusing on becoming the best person that I can be and not obsessing and throwing myself into a person. Right. Like I'm still focusing on me. I'm still doing the deal. I'm still working my steps. And my sponsor and I've talked about this. Okay. I'm not the, she's like, you're not the type to obsess over men. If you were, I would tell you, Hell no, you're not ready. I'm keeping you away from dudes as long as possible. But you're not that type of person. Yeah. So she's like, until I see that, like, if that starts happening, then of course we'll we'll come back to this and we'll start talking again. That maybe you're not ready. Maybe this isn't the best situation for you. But right now, just go with the flow. She's very big on... God has already mapped out your life plan. Yeah. He knows who you're going to marry. He knows what relationships you're going to get into, what they're going to teach you about yourself, and where you're going to be in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So going through the process in that this person that I'm just talking to Mm -hmm. is not my, oh, my God, I have to make this work because this is my person and this is where... Like, we're meant to be together because of the X, Y, and Z. That just let go of those expectations mm-hmm. and just let life happen naturally. Allow God to work in the situation. Exactly. And a lot of my ability to see that, right? Like, for me, readiness looks like I'm no longer filling a void with a guy mm-hmm. or a girl, whatever. And I am now... I'm not trying to use men or women as a drug. I am trying, like you said before, I'm trying to find something to complement my life rather than complete my life. And the only way that A, I'm able to see that I'm ready is through honesty with my sponsor and my network, Mm -hmm. but also is recognizing how am I showing up spiritually? For me, that's a a big part of it. Um, am Am I still going to the meetings that I'm supposed to be going to in the sense of I have commitments there? Am I still praying? When those things go away, because I've noticed in past relationships, you know, I, for me, I love my Bible, right? You know, and when I stop getting invested in in the word that's important to me, Mm -hmm. not preaching a Christian message here whatsoever, just saying that's important to me. Once I spend more time texting late at night rather than connecting to God in the way that I do, I recognize that maybe I'm not actually ready for your priorities a relationship, are right? My priorities, right? And then also, you know, where is my perspective? Is my perspective that this person has to work? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because in between my last relationship, which ended in April, May, April and May, um, I had talked to some people, right? And, and these people are wonderful people that I highly respect. And I'm very glad to still be friends with them. Um, but I think I was trying to shove a square peg into a round hole, mm -hmm. right? Um, I was trying to tell God that I knew what was going on, right? Like, this person must be my person. I'm going to look past all these things that you're showing me that proves that maybe they're not my person. Um, that's something that I struggle with. Control issues yet again, right? Like, if I just control this... I'll feel whole. Yeah. Well, that's not how that works, right? Like I have to connect with God and with the pe with God's people around me before I'm able to connect with someone else. You know, and whether my best friend agrees with me or not, but I feel like I'm ready. But to do is very similar to what you're doing, right? Like right now, this guy and I are talking. We're taking things slowly. Um, I love hanging out with him. I like talking to him. But I haven't monogrammed any towels yet, right? Like. Mm -hmm. I haven't planned baby names, you know. IFA is still safe um, for my future child. Um, so maybe I've planned baby names, but that was way before. That's not related <laughs> to him. Nothing to do with no. another person. <laughs> my dad gave my sister a six. Her middle name was the name that I was going to give my firstborn girl. She was going to be Lucy. So now I feel like I've got to put it out in the world on the off chance my parents have another kid. Don't know if that's going to happen, but... I don't Do want any more stealing. Them. You cannot have <laughs> my names. <laughs> can I have Ifa and don't take Marsh? Who knows if those will even happen? Um, but I think it takes time through the program, through therapy, through whatever your process is, to be able to enter into something where it's not all or nothing, right? Like I watch people around me go from zero to sixty, right? Like real fast. Oh, uh, you know, it, it goes back to kind of to dive into a different TED Talk, but my views of the word love, right? Mm -hmm. I have a huge weight on that word, and I don't say it to someone if I don't mean it. Yeah. Even my friends, to be honest, right? I'm not that person. It's very popular in the rooms to be like, I love you, you know? And I, I just, that word means something to me. Yeah. I still have love and tolerance in my heart. Um but with that being said, right, like, I see people throw it around like it's nothing. Yeah, you know, he's not your world. This has been a planetary system you've had all year. Now, eh, that's judgmental. But for me, I've had to reassess my priorities, shift my perspective to realize, okay, am I getting into a relationship to complete me or to compliment me? Mm -hmm. Um I had really said I was going to be on a no man band for a while um, in my mind. I was like, I'm just going to stick to my ladies, strong women in recovery, do this women's meet at my house. And then... Life some, happens. Yeah, someone sent me a Facebook message about football, knew how to hook me. Um, <laughs> if you want to talk fantasy football, I'm, I was... I'm in already. <laughs> yeah, hook, line, and sinker. You could just... just Stick it in my cheek and like a fish and pull me over. Um, if you could just see the face that Crystal A made. That's what she said. It was so great. And the face is apropos as well. Um, oh. God has a bigger plan in my, in my mind. Um, and, you know, I will say this is that I'm grateful for the bumps down the road that I've had to go through um, to learn, right? Like I had to learn in my own experience that I was trying to make situations happen that were not in God's plan. Mm-hmm. 
I wish that I had maybe, you know, not been in them, right? But you can't play Monday morning quarterback and think you're going to fix the stuff that's in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I had an experience recently yeah. where I realized that I am growing, I am changing, and I am becoming a better version of myself. Um, the person that I like needed help doing something mm-hmm. um, on a, a morning that I I go to this women's meeting. I love this women's meeting. It is my meeting. If mm-hmm. if I'm not working, I'm at this meeting. Wait a minute. You don't love the clam jam that much? I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is my world, but <laughs> but this is the first yeah. this is the first room that I walked into. Yeah, yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. And the first meeting that I walked into. And I found out that he needed help during that meeting time. Yeah. And my initial thought process was, well, I just won't go to the meeting. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. Old behavior swapping in, putting a man before right. your, yourself. And making them your world. And I, I, did, I went to the meeting. I met with my sponsor. I did the deal. Like, yeah. I focused on myself first. Mm-hmm. Turns out I wasn't ne- needed there. I knew I did, wasn't needed and in the to helping help out. aspects, right? But it was realizing in my brain that thought transition, right? From old behavior, new behavior. Yeah. Old crystalline, new crystalline. Goes after a dude and makes them her world. To goes after her goals and recovery, mm-hmm. and then just ends up in a situation that and that person gets to be involved in your world rather than being your world yes and I think there's something to be said for I heard this um from a speaker like a women's speaker once where she said that um we can't fill up someone else's cup until our cup is full right and not to say that we should be giving everything to a relationship but I think there's some value in that until I am emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, I'm not going to be able to give anything to anyone, whether it's a romantic or a platonic relationship. Um, And I've had to do a lot of hard work on myself this year to recognize where I've been lacking and how can I improve that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's looked differently than when I first got sober, right? Um, Gratitude lists don't work the same way for me anymore because... I mean, they do work, right? Like, I can write them out, but they don't give... They had this intense power when I first got sober. Now, I find so much more power in this daily inventory that I'm doing, where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at where was I dishonest, where was I selfish, where was I resentful, where was I... Where to have wins, right? Like, mm-hmm. what were good things that happened during the day? Um, I think it's very easy, the longer you stick around, to rest on those laurels, rest on our past achievements to say... Well, you know, this was working for a really long time. It's it's kind of like there's no way that anyone's having missionary sex for 10 years and it's going great. And if you are, rock (laughs) on, right? But you got to spice it up every now and then, right? right? And spice it up in your program. So if you had to give any sage words of wisdom to someone who's another woman who's coming into these rooms, right? 
or has been in them, right? Like, do you have any piece of advice in regards to dating or just being a woman in recovery that you could impart upon someone? Focus on yourself, not in a selfish way. Okay. But in that we can't show up in life, show up in a relationship, show up in anything until we show up for ourselves. Yeah. And can wholeheartedly know who we are, know our boundaries, know our strengths, our weaknesses, and use them to our advantage. Like, There's the mic drop, everybody. I, <laughs> Crystal, like, the brain just stops. Yeah. I it's start speaking on and then it just stops. No, I thought that was great. And I am so grateful that you were able to be here tonight with me. Um, you know, my heart has been very happy, you know, to get sappy for a minute. You've been a real blessing in my life. Um, you know. Thank you. And it all started with you coming to my women's meeting and sitting in my, my chair in the corner by the bookshelf. I know. Um, I, I sit in the same spot every You time. do. <laughs> and it's led to beautiful things like fun bachelorette parties. Right. Through a kick-ass sober bachelorette party that I had. <laughs> I was definitely tired on Sunday. Um. So I'd also like to give a quick shout out and thank everyone who listened. If you're still here, thank you. Um, If you'd like to hear um, more on dating and recovery, if you have feedback, if you hated this topic, if you have other topics, for the love of God, please give us another topic. Um, Please shoot us an email at insidethemindseye at gmail.com. We need feedback. Send us your opinions on things. Send us your hopes and aspirations for this podcast if you... What you'd like to hear more about. Yes, please. Um, If you want to hear more about the pets, we can do that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And um, we need the feedback. So please shoot us an email, insidethemindseye at gmail.com. And I believe we should be having some cool episodes coming up, maybe... The dudes doing dating recovery. I don't know when this one's airing. I really want to hear that. Yeah. It might have been happening before this one airs. I don't even know. I need to call Adam. Adam's on the road. But anyway, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having me again. Definitely. So, everyone, have a good night. Man, my thoughts, they tend to slip away Back to the days when getting haze to blaze Is the only way I knew to phase Through this life I'm living Feeling like I got a gift that I didn't deserve getting I'm just betting on the future I never truly feel I'm in the present Cause all the things I used to do were hesitant Always stressing it Over the things that I had no control And people ask me where I got my flow And I'm like, I don't know I just see the lines when they're presented And I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some resentments Of all those crazy things I lived through in my adolescence And I can still feel my fallen brother in my presence I've learned to deal with pain But I'm still stuck thinking about past engagements that brought me nothing but shame The solution main was never found People spend their life searching And slowly running to the ground I know the answer is around but still I cannot find it Searching through the fall like I was blind I constantly reminded of the fact that still I haven't timed it 
figured I'd just go ahead and rhyme. I still I can't ignore the fact that I ain't made it. Painted a picture but forgot to shade it. I'm sick and tired of this fucking waiting. Man, I hate it. Sometimes I wish that I was faded. At least like that, I wouldn't act like I was jaded. Uh. And man, I've seen it all before. It's all the same. You gon' tell me I'm the one for you and say my name. So just ask yourself, am I to blame? Cause I still don't believe I'm the one for you And every time I get real, it's no fun for you I run from you And I try so hard to make it better for you, babe But sometimes love just fades away It took a while for me to see this main Constantly looking for women that would keep me sane While my mom was playing tricks on me like David Blaine Stuck searching in the rain for these dames Goddamn it's hard to complain But when you stuck up in the moment, man, it ain't the same You're looking for the right way to do the wrong thing I know it's hard, but that's the only way you truly learn Before you land that big trick, you always slip and burn He took a turn for the worse, now he's in a hearse And that's my brother I'm speaking about, so yeah, it hurts And to these lines, man, I'm so immersed Cause I remember worse days when I was stealing from a purse And I was done with the life way before it ended It turns out some relationships will never be mended And I made it far further than I had ever intended Turns out it was myself that really needed befriending, uh and man, I've seen it all before, it's all the same You gon' tell me I'm the one for you and say my name So just ask yourself, am I to blame? Cause I still don't believe I'm the one for you And every time I get real, it's no fun for you, I run from you and I try so hard to make it better for you, babe But sometimes love just fades away